It is you. I am it just making me. Oh no, where are we? Come on. There we are. Are we recording? Yes, we are recording. No idea if we're recording then because I've got a different sort of setup going. <laughs> How are you, mate? We're back again. Another week is over of the AFL season. How are you? I am going well. And tell you what, I um, no, actually, Peps, I'm not going well. I woke up on Sunday and there's a cold, motherless slap to the face, realizing that my team mm-hmm. is a bottom five team. Oh, that's okay because I um, I realized around about probably ten hours later that I sat in the cold, didn't get slapped in the face by the wet and whistery Melbourne weather. I just got slapped in my face by my team who decided to only kick uh, three goals up until virtually three-quarter time. So, yeah. They were right into it at at the final. They kicked so many goals. It was such a critical game. Yeah. It it was because I think GWS put the cue in the rack. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, It was was putrid. But uh, there was some putrid football played on the weekend, some good football. I think, uh, like I said last week, the top eight, lock that in, Ed. That is done. No one is going to be changing at all. That top eight is loaded, locked. Nothing is going to move. But we'll talk about that later because if there is only one other team, I think it's the team sitting ninth, Hawthorne, out of the chance. But, um, yeah, I'll tell you what, it's been a bit of news this week. Off-field once again. It's funny, a lot of stuff's happening off-field at the moment. There hasn't been many on-field notes. Uh, Hmm. The only thing that that we can really, really – you know, throw our hands up in the air and say, hallelujah, finally. It was uh, G. Ablett, three votes, uh, finally getting <laughs> uh, finally getting his uh, fair whack, no pun intended, after his third attempt. Literally, he, he would have had to shoot a man on the field to, if he'd got off this week. The problem is, though, Peps, people have read that wrong. He wasn't actually trying to punch him. He was just trying to brush a bit of grass off his face. You know how, like, his, oh, his dad yeah, I know. And I think it was because he's got long nails. He didn't want to scratch the sensitive skin mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. cheek. And so he knew that his knuckles would be far mm-hmm. better. And uh, the, the skin is just a bit tougher there. Uh, totally. And that wasn't the issue. So, look, I can understand what he was doing. Um, and look, he did apologize that he probably brushed too much of the uh, grass off. Uh, Anthony Miles' face, that, which caused him to go down. Um, but it's good that he's having a week off because maybe he can um, actually go and mow his own lawn instead of getting – actually, he wouldn't get anyone to mow his lawn because we think he's a bit of a tight ass when it comes to the uh, moolala. But we'd have to get that one checked by the, by the great G-Ablet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think, I think the, he, he couldn't do anything more after some of the results that happened over the last week with, like, um, Ivan Solo. Was it Ivan Solo? Was he the one who got the uh, – the running ban against uh, the week before when the player ran at him, he just sort of pushed him out of the way and accidentally got him in the head. Mm, maybe. I think yeah. Soto actually oh, did you know. smash the guy. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> it just depends on how you look at it. Um, and then you've got the guy from North, you know, Durden, once again, textbook tech and textbook hip and shoulder. Lays him out. Yep. What can you do? Not much about that. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see him. Um, get the week off. Enjoy Gary. I don't know if they got the buy the week after. You might get a couple of weeks off uh, and enjoy your millions and millions of dollars that you took off the AFL by going up to Gold Coast. Uh, Brad Scott, tell you what, didn't he leave North? Did you find that a bit of a shock? Um, a shock, but also I found it weird that in the morning of um, on, on SEN, Mike was... Mike Sheen was talking about how, you know, there should be a bit of pressure applied to Brad Scott. And then I was just flicking through Facebook at around three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's back up? What's going on here? 
it all come out that he was that was his last game that's coming up. So was there a bit of a link there? Did Mike Sheen have a bit of an inkling earlier and then decide to run with a new story on the Friday morning? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't know if from here got it, but I don't know Robbo got the scoop. Yeah. Robbo got the scoop. What, what, what concerned me is, is that the public knew before, apparent, apparently, the, before the players. Yes. So one, either the clubs leaked it or Scott Camp have leaked it. And regardless, that's pretty piss poor, I must admit. Well, I mean, you and I said back about four or five weeks ago when they had that emergency meeting on uh, Easter Sunday with all the, the high ups around the club that he might have been in a bit of trouble. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess this has just probably gone a bit faster than what most of us probably thought was going to happen anyway. Yeah. I think he's um, – the thing is, though, I looked at it and went, he's put himself in the box seat, hasn't he? Really, if he wants to get another gig, he's done it beautifully because if he'd stayed for the rest of the season, probably North might have won – Oh, you couldn't see them winning another three or four games at the most. So his stocks would have just dropped. He's just gone, you know what? I'm leaving. He has been pretty adamant by saying throughout the entire time that I will leave when I think it's for the best interest of the club. And I think he's, mm. gone, he's gone ahead and done that. So yeah. You saw what happens next. There is, I think, going to be a bit of a coaching shuffle this year. Uh, Bolts is not looking good. Uh, they've got a bit rusty down at North, so they'll be getting pulled out. Wusha yeah. is another one. We'll talk about him in a moment, but there's a lot of pressure. Lloyd, he gave him a bit of a spray. The Velvet Sledgehammer's gone whack on him. Yeah, Can I just... Yep. Essendon, Essendon supporters, if you are behind this rubbish, get in line. Get in line because we know that Ken Hinckley's first up, surely. Oh, Ken. Oh, geez, yeah, you're not too flash, are you, Port? No. No. I think it's... That's- you know, remember last year, I think we were having a chat this time last year and we were saying just how good it was to not have a coach get sacked at the end of the year. It'd been the first time in quite a long time that there was clubs who weren't going to sack anyone. I'm telling yeah. you now, if you go from the bottom, the bottom, bottom half, Carlton, yep. they're going to have a change of, change of coach. Gold Coast, no, I like what Stewie Jew's doing there. Melbourne, they've just had a really bad season. Mm-hmm. Sydney, Longmire reckons he's in it for the long run, but you never know. North, Beveridge, he's, he's still got that premiership. He's not going anywhere. No. Essendon, uh, Richo at St. Kilda. He, he got out of a one on the weekend by beating Carlton. Hinkley, mm-hmm. and then they've got Hawthorne. But the one that's interesting is Frio because apparently uh, they're looking at maybe getting Ross Lyon to come back. Yeah, well. You just don't, you just this, don't know. And they've yes, even had a- and this is the thing. This, this is, is the thing. Well. You do not get rid of a coach 10 rounds into a season without something in your back pocket. No. No. Not at all. And something is big. I reckon something big is attached to this story. Yeah. Yeah. There has, yeah, yeah, there has to be something in play for them to go, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, look, no doubt he would have come out of it financially better off. You reckon he's going to spend some time with the kids on the golf course? Lucky him. He can yep. sit, reset himself for the rest of the year. And he's got the plum pick of the jobs, hasn't he? Because he can, he can say, look, hey, you want to have a come and chat to me? Come and have a chat to me rather than the dog fight. You know, he gets the first lick of the ice cream rather than just the bottom of the Cornetto, which is full of chocolate, which mine. <laughs> well, it's the best part. Sorry, you're right. It's the best part. Uh, but, I mean, you know, he, he has got them two prelims in a row yeah, with not much yeah. of a list. I, I don't mind him as a coach. I think he looks a little bit foolish when he's in the box, but he just wears his emotion on his sleeve. He also wears his emotion on uh, David King's sleeve when he ran out on the ground on the weekend. I don't know if you saw the footage of that. He's given him a nice little... <laughs> little bit of a hip and shoulder. I reckon he wanted to do a lot more damage, but he didn't get a chance to do so. 
No. No. Um, um, it's going to be good. What do, you, what do you think in terms of – because at the moment the AFL has a really bad habit of, of getting a coach, firing the coach, and we never see that coach ever again. Yeah. Do you think this will happen with, with, with um, Brad Scott? Uh, no, I reckon he'll be – I reckon he'll get another go. And I think, you know, I think it's, it's, it's been proven now that there are coaches who would be better second time around. You can't tell me that Brett Ratton wouldn't be a better coach second time around. You can't tell me that uh, Michael Voss would be a better coach second time around. No. If you, you don't reckon he would be? No, she does. Absolutely she does. He she does, you reckon? Well, fair yeah. enough. Okay. Um, I think you just, you have to get, you have to get some of those, but then that, that's hard. Do you, once again, do you go down... Because Gold Coast did it with Rodney Eade, and that turned into a fizzer. Oh, bad. Yeah, I think you need someone a little bit younger who can relate to the players. Look, there's so many assistant coaches out there that, that want, to, want to take on the role. Um, mm. yeah, there is, it, it, is, it is a big gap between the experience and the non-experience anymore. They could use that, you know, they've got a coach who has done – sorry, they've got the caretaker coach who has got the latest AFL call to be a senior coach. Um, so that may work out fine for them. That, that, that may be said. You never know. You never know. Look, he had a 50, 50% win record. Yeah. And in the yeah, last couple with that of list, with that list as well is, oh. is pretty okay because it's, yeah. bad, it's a bad list. Well, the funny thing is that he missed the finals by a game last year. So he could have made it again. Mm-hmm. But he's, had some, he's had some good success. And he, he, they haven't been to the draft all that much either. No. But... Once again, it looks like that they're going to be making some massive changes at the end of the season. They're saying, you know, the the the, the power play is to get rid of some of their senior players. So, you, you know, people like Ben Brown, Cunnington, Higgins, Zeebel, if the price is right, they're going to let them go because they need to stock up on those on those draft picks. Yeah. Hey, yeah, smoke if you got them, boys. <laughs> you know, the, the, the players are happy to leave when they want to leave. So the club should be happy to trade them out when they can too. I think that's, that's going to happen. Hey, move on. So I think North, interesting, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. Let's just, uh, we'll see over the next few weeks where this goes. Talking yeah. about um, draft picks last night, they had the mid-season rookie draft. Yes. Premium players got a chance. Um, were you excited by it at all? No. Yeah. No, it was, I, no. In a word, no. <laughs> okay. No, fair enough. How about, how about you? Uh, I was because we were sitting third. So we had a third. We had, a third, we had number, pick number three. Yeah. Um, we picked up Cole Dunkley, Josh Dunkley's younger brother, who mm-hmm. they reckon wasn't, you know, he was rough to, to not get picked up in the draft last year. So I'm happy. Yep. And, and we got someone that we sort of needed. Like he is a bit of an in and under, but he can play on the, on the flanks as well. Apparently doesn't mind a goal. And I'm not too sure if you noticed, but we can't kick many of them at the moment. But Peps, like him. Peps, yep. you've got yourself another inside mid. Like you are already, the cup is full at your club of inside mids. You don't need another inside mid. No, he plays, he plays, he can play that, but whether he will play that is a different story altogether. But that's, that's his position. He plays inside midfielder. Well, they said he plays inside and can play outside on the flank. So, uh, you know what? If, as long as he plays and gets a game before some of the other flogs that are running around at the moment, uh, good on him. You know, he's, he's getting a crack and the players that are getting a crack. Fantastic. The one that I was really excited to see was Pickett uh, getting picked up by Richmond. Spent mm-hmm. two and a half years in the clink. He's, he's saying that his brother was in there at the same time as him. Yeah. Brother said, mate, you need to put your finger out. Don't fall into this life. Do something with it. 
Yeah. Went back, went, basically got released from jail, went down to um, I think it was South Fremantle and said, hey, listen, I need to play football with you. And has yep. not put a foot wrong, a leader at the club. He's getting his opportunity now. Good luck to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, this, it just doesn't excite me. That's all. Uh, did you pick, it was did boring. You, but did you pick anyone up? Yeah, we did. So we, we picked up a, uh, a player who plays in our reserve team called Cam Sutcliffe, who's a six foot one midfielder yep. who averages about 18 touches a game. But the problem is, and this is what probably is going to piss off a lot of Port Adelaide supporters, we've already got a six foot one midfielder who's getting 22 possessions per game. And that name is Jack Tringove. So why do we recruit a guy, same age, same height? Oh, Melbourne's Jack, Jack Tringove. Yeah, he's actually, he's killing it over there. He'd be probably almost leading, um, leading the middle over there. Oh, in in the in, in the sample. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He's killing it. Yeah, he, he, as soon as he happened, um, as soon as he had his issues with his foot, he went backwards. Unfortunately, it was a shame yeah. it's over. But you know what can you? But do? we basically recruited a guy that we've already got those players. Once again, the same as you, Peps. We got a we got a midfielder who's six foot one, who gets roughly eighteen to twenty touches a game. We've got those midfielders in our team, so I don't see how this is going to be a big thing for us. Yeah. Look, I don't know. Once again, the, the proof will be in the pudding over the rest of the year where the clubs are going to stock stockpile talents. I think that's what Melbourne have done with this guy with um, some others as well. They've just stockpiled yeah. some, some good talent. We'll see what happens. I would like to see a bit of mid season trading where, you know, there are lots of clubs. You look at the bottom five. Totally agree. Mate, totally they've, agree. They've got some, they've got some cannon fodder that they could shoot off them. Uh, that they could pass off to other clubs. You know, we're, we are screaming out for, for forwards at the moment. Yep. You can't tell me that there's forwards down in, in other clubs that can't get a game. Yeah. That would slot straight into us. It, it would have to be like for like. I don't think draft picks could be involved. I think it has to be virtually straight swaps. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Draft picks aren't, aren't involved. Yeah. Hey, it'd, it'd be good. Look, look, 12 months ago, I didn't think we'd get to this point. Three years ago, I didn't think we'd have good Friday football. 50 years ago, I didn't think we'd have nighttime finals. And 70 years ago, I didn't think we were going to have color TV. And look what happened. <laughs> and 60 years ago, Melbourne won their last premiership. Yep. And um, 60 years ago, they go, I'll oh, just wait till next year. Could you imagine, could you imagine if, you, if you missed that game for whatever particular reason, you went, oh, don't worry, we've only won four out of the last five. We've always got, I'll go next year. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, he hasn't got much time next year. Potentially, Wusha. Mm, I agree. Although I don't agree with I don't agree with the sentiment from uh, with with, with Lordy. I think this guy hasn't really had a genuine run at this team yet. Let's just give him some time. Yeah, you reckon? Oh, look. The problem is, and we've said this a couple of times now, and it may change this year. But who else is going to go in there and coach him at the moment? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I really don't know. Because you're saying, well, well, Brad Scott's one position open. There are murmurs about um, John Longmire coming back to back to Melbourne. Yep. Um, you've got the potential of Ken Hinckley, who's who's probably most likely going to miss another finals, and that's going to make it really difficult for him to stay on. I mean, you're probably going to have a club revolt, such is the um, such as the waters down there at Port Adelaide at the moment. Yeah, that bad is um, it? Oh, yeah, it's. Real bad. If you have a look at the forums, if you just talk to Adelaide people, it's bad. It's really bad. Um, There's no love for him at the moment, is it? The, no. And I, I don't think there should be either because I think Wusha probably isn't the person to take him to a premiership and I don't think that Ken is a person for premiership. But then you said you could have said the same thing about Buckley two years ago. You could have said the same thing about Dimmer three years ago. 
you just never know, but I don't think he's had a fair run at it. Yeah. The flip side is, is that, you know, you've got to look at it. Do you think the players are playing for him? I think. Yeah. That's the yeah, way you're going to look at it. I think they are, but I think they are also lacking structure. They've got, they haven't got a forward anymore. They haven't got the tall forward in Danaher. That whole incident, what happens with Danaher? That's what, ha- what happens with Danaher affects the club greater than probably most people are willing to admit. Yeah. Did we all get conned a little bit like Melbourne thinking that their list was better than it actually was with their performance in the back half of the season last year? I think anyone who thought that Essendon was going to be top four premiership contenders by picking up Dylan Schilling, well, I was pretty vocal. Like, really? Your midfield's crappy and you've picked up a midfielder. You've got more, you've got more holes than the Titanic at the moment. Yeah. It wasn't just, it just he wasn't going to save the day. And the worst thing is he can't even kick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, and that her, mind you, he has got a shit mo. But he can play. Oh, nah, it's a shit mode. He can, hey, he can play, like, but the boy can play. Every time, you know, if you play Melbourne, we will put, we will play someone into form. We do it every. When do we play <laughs> you guys next? We'll play someone from your mob. In the, we'll play. We will play. Uh, who's the worst player at Port at the moment? Worst player at Port? Yep. Uh, like Riley Bonner or someone like that? He'll kick six against us. <laughs> Guaranteed. Any Melbourne supporters out there know he will kick six against us. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he could be in a bit of he could be in a bit of strife. But once again, you, you look at the way that they're playing at the moment, and I don't know, I don't know what their brand of football is. I don't know what they I represent. Think, I think I think it's the same. I think it's just um hard and fast running and, and playing at all cost and get that ball into the forward fifty. The problem is, and it's the same for Melbourne, and it's the same for Port Adelaide and it's the same for Carlton is there's no one there to kick to and the ball just gets spat back out the other way and gets hit with interest. Yeah. It's not good. Is it, it makes it, it really makes it, it really makes it uh, difficult for clubs to score when your, you know, your power, um, your mm-hmm. power forward can't, can't get on the park. It makes it really, really tough. Do you know Port Adelaide hasn't kicked a score over, over a hundred points in 20 games now? Are you the new Carlton? I, I think we are. Yeah. Oh, I oh. That, that's yeah. I didn't realize that at all. Yeah. We've been held court, held goalless in three first quarters already in the season. Oh, we, we, we do that every week. We do that every week. Welcome to the club. <laughs> you, get, how you get held goalless for, for, for three quarters. We got held, we got held a goalless for a half. <laughs> that's, how, <laughs> that's how bad it gets. Um, <laughs> look, so yeah, I think we should, he's, he's, someone's going to have to have a, I don't, I don't think their injury list has been in terms of their, the days off in terms of injuries is, has been as bad as other clubs. No. There, was, there, was a, there was an article in the age day and I was a bit shattered because I was trying to get a copy of it because it showed the clubs in terms of days out of their top 22, the top mm. eight, top 22 days lost of injury. Yeah. I think Melbourne was sitting at 84 days of injury for their top, top 22. Yeah. Melbourne's been smashed. Yeah, and considering we've had eight, uh, 10 weeks of the season, you're looking at at least eight players have been out for the whole season. It, it, it's, it makes it tough. We've been smashed. It's not an excuse, but you take the, you, you know, eight of your guns out of any team. You're yeah. Gonna, you're going to make it really difficult. But the, let's, let's be frank here. 
no one saw this coming from Melbourne, yeah? Nah, nah, no one saw this coming from Melbourne. Like they're getting held, they're getting held scoreless for, for, for 30, 40 minutes at a time. Yeah. Oh, look, like I said, I went to the game on the weekend. They just, you've got to give credit to the, the opponents that they're playing against. They played GWS. Yeah. They are an awesome unit. Like they just, they just know each other so well. And yeah. You're just seeing the way that they run their, their running patterns and their forward craft and the way they just move the ball. It was, it was a sight to see. Can you can you go down there? Whoever was playing on Himmelberg, yep. just go down there and tell that player that he is going to roll you every time the ball is going to go to the back. Don't let that happen. <laughs> uh, well, look, at the moment, you, you, you put anyone on Mel- in Melbourne's back line on him, it wouldn't have made a difference. Mind you, he's a, he's a gun player. Like, that's the thing. When you've got yep. some key... T- they, got, they had Cameron, Himmelberg, and they also had... Who's the third one I'm looking at? Gone blank. Anyway, they had three targets that they could kick to. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're throwing yeah. Toby Green. Then you got, you know, Kelly, Cornelio. These guys just running around peppering at left, right, and center. Oh, yeah. You know, Timmy Taranto with the, the worst tat in the AFL behind Chad Wingard. <laughs> I don't care about Chad Wingard. Do you remember? Yeah, I, don't I know you don't care anymore. No, but I'm just saying. But they, they're just an awesome unit. And their back line, phew, Phil Davis, he's a beast. Oh, isn't he? He's a sexy beast. Like he's a good, he's a good looking unit, and he's a big unit too. We were right next to the race, and some of them. But then they've got some midgets running around as well too. You know, football's a game that can accommodate anyone. Just don't be do what most clubs have done and buy twenty seven um, inside mids, and then you've got no one to run it out when you need to. The game has changed. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that one simple rule change would have messed everything up. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, he wants more time like Bucks. There was a play you're looking for as well. Oh, that was the other one. Thank you very much. Uh, he okay. wants more time like Bucks and Dimmer. Uh, I don't know. It's He needs some more. He needs some decent assistance around him. I think that's what I'm starting to feel now with clubs. It's because there's so much shared reliance on your assistance, and that's where a lot of the message is coming from. Mm. If they're not delivering the message or doing it in a way that uh, complements the head the head chef, yeah, it'd be exactly like a kitchen. If you you might have the greatest head chef in the world, but if your sous chef and your assistant chefs are, are not up to it, you, you, they're the ones that do most of the cooking. Yep. And so yeah, I think there, there needs to be uh, he needs to get some more support, and Essendon need to go out and do whatever they can if they think he's the man. Yeah, I mean. Ballsy move, but yeah, sure. If, that, if that's what they, if that's what they feel, that's what they feel. Yep, bring Herdy back. I reckon putting that, 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 that would be another twelve months of headlines. Love that. Love that shit. <laughs> hey, um, good old Dale. What about old Daisy Thomas? We spoke about him last week playing some good football, and then decides forty-eight hours before a game to go to a charity event. Get on the sauce, have a few beverages, gets caught, and has been dropped for this week. Almost going to punch in with with the next teammate. No, oh, oh. stand, 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 stand at the fair, isn't it? Stand at the fair, stand at the fair, Carlton. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, not a good look, not a good look. Um, yeah. Especially all of that the club's been through in the last two weeks, three weeks, to have one of your senior players that you know. Let's not forget that he was recruited on a huge salary. Yep, has had a pretty ordinary couple of years and has had. They've had a pretty, pretty pretty good role this year. He's, I reckon last year he was okay, and then this year he's played a lot better footy. Yeah, he's played like a senior player should. Um, it, you just don't need to do this dumb shit when your club's already under pressure. It's as simple as that, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. 
Well, it's just, it's just stupid. Have a beer. Have they, a beer. Maybe, you know what? He might have sacrificed himself to take the pressure off bolts. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah but you know, but on the weekend, he, he only had thirteen disposals on the weekend. Five marks, yeah. uh, two tackles, one goal, one, yeah. and three frees four. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest effort that he had. Ah, uh, sixty-two no. points. So he was thirteenth ranked for the team, but he hasn't been that bad. I think the week before I watched him, he, he was floating around. It was a bit of the old dust, uh, old dust, old Daisy Thomas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, know, you you can't go doing that. Like you're old enough to realize what you can and cannot do. Maybe he was. Uh, maybe he. I heard he was at the at the um at the charity event doing the old Billy Billy Brownless. The Eddie, wheel. Eddie, spin the wheel, spin the wheel, Eddie. Is that what he was doing? No, but I wish he was. Oh, I don't know, I don't know if you saw the greatest, still the, still the greatest Brownlow Street talk. Oh yeah, I tell you what, if you saw the picture of his missus on the AFL website, you'd spin the wheel. Hey, um, so he's gonna have a week off, and then the week after that, I think that's when the buys start. And he's not having another week off. So he's, he's got one week off, plays the week after against the Lions. And then after that, which is then round 13, they're playing again. Round 14, then they have the bye. So he's going to have a week off, dominate for two weeks and have another week off. You know, good on him. Well played. That's well rested. Um, all right. Now, there's definitely have to be a power shortage in China this weekend. Are you, I can't believe you're still going over to the Shanghai Cup <laughs> to play at Ali, uh, to play at the Ali Ali Express Stadium. <laughs> Why do you keep going over there? Well, do you know what we, we, we? I think we sold a pup. We sold a pup. We were sold a pup on this one. I think the idea and look, good idea, good vision to try and grow the game to the expats and to Chinese community. The problem is nobody gives us stuff about AFL. No one cares because they've got no idea about how the game is played. And if we tried to explain it to them, I don't think we know what the hell's going on with the game at the moment. And, and let's be honest, if there is a patch of land that is big enough to hold the oval, they aren't putting goalposts on that land. No. Nah, They're going to nah. put up multi, multi-story apartment living. Yeah. They, no one cares. It doesn't work. They're going to put up Nakatomi Central again the, the, and they're going to make another diehard movie on it. But... On, a, on, on the plus, though, if you've lost an eBay package, I've already hit up a couple of supporters to bring them back with them oh, because that's where they probably all get sent to. Oh, well, that's where all the stuff comes from these days. You know, <laughs> when, when you're looking for your original replica, look, it, it's just a cash grab now, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, it, it has to be a cash grab. The Saints are going over there. They're apparently getting a million. To uh, who? Yeah, yep, because they're selling, they're selling a home game. So they're selling a home game to go over there. How much do you get for it? I don't know, not much. What a, what a con job by your mob. Hey, we'll sell a home game in another country to, yeah. uh, to one billion people who couldn't give a flying fat turd burger. Well, they reckon that the viewing numbers are, are high, but, I mean, no one's watching. Yeah because, no one's pe- watching. yeah, because people turn the TV on to see how many people haven't turned up, and then they turn it off again. I agree. I agree. It's pretty um, – it's – yeah – it looks like they're playing um, less, less, less for the country footy has. Hey, country footy. The ground, the ground's got the ground's got. It looks like the ground. It looks like it's being played in like a medieval castle, because you've got all this concrete around, like these big tall walls, and then the crowd sitting on top of that, like looking down from like 
I don't know what you call them. The, oh. the, well, apparently, apparently, the uh, I, I did actually do some research for for a change, and found out found out that the game is actually played, uh, funny enough, in the Winterfell courtyard. <laughs> no, Winterfell's stuffed. I oh, know everybody's stuffed now. Yeah, everybody's stuffed, but the Winterfell courtyard—that's where they play the game. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it's um. It's it's not good. It looks crap, and and. I don't think any team has a good run coming off the game from China. It's a junket. It's a junket. Oh, it's a junket. If you yeah. were a serious team, you wouldn't play us over there. You wouldn't play a game over there. I think I think that's the way people have put it now that, you know, serious clubs don't need these type of things. Nah. You know, I, 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 it, it really cheeses me off when the AFL waste their money on things like this. AFLX, St Kilda. Um, North. <laughs> just say, he's like, just say Kilda. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they should, they, they should lock up the doors on that joint too. <laughs> Trade them in down at the nearest St. Vinny's. Oh God. How, how, how pompous are you a Melbourne supporter who was basically, that should, that should have just almost, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for like the Richmond Tigers, what do you mean? They would, they would have bulldozed. They would have bulldozed. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No the, the, the D's have never had to go hand out, go and you know save our skin like the Tigers. Ah, uh, yes, 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 you did. We, we we did it lots of times. Yeah, lots of times. We did it. I think we did it so much that people just forgot about it. Peps, Peps. Yeah. Let me tell you how bad they're going. Melbourne are going that bad on Sundays when you guys are playing there. The MCG was still hiring at the venue because there was no one even there turning up. Yeah, that's how bad you were. You had no one there. Yeah, that, that was a fair. That was a fair point, mind you. Though, no tarps. <laughs> you should have gone tarps. We should have gone, gone tarps. tarps. Imagine the size of the tarps you'd have to use at the MCG. Oh, oh, jeez, that'd be huge. That'd be- Actually, though, saying that the Melbourne crowd has, and it's the same as Port Adelaide, has completely backed off the footy. Like. I don't know. You look at the Melbourne games now, there's no one turning up to Melbourne games. No, there was, look, there was 20,000 at the game on the weekend against GWS on a game that we were going to lose on a Sunday afternoon, which was cold. Yeah. That, that's going to happen. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say 20,000 Melbourne supporters there, that wasn't too shabby considering it was a one-sided affair. You're not going to get, you're not going to get big crowds. And I can understand why the Bulldogs want to have a boutique stadium down back at the Western Oval for these type of things. That'd be perfect. Mm. Get GWS out down there. Get your boutique stadium. Geelong do it every single week. They're just a cash cow. Oh yeah, yep. and you can't get, you can't buy a ticket to they go to a game down there. Nah, so I reckon it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad yep. idea. Um, yeah, you know, they killed it when they played at Bell- Ballarat a few weeks ago. Mind you, yep. they have six out last week with frostbite. <laughs> Would you um? We can table for another day, but I, I'm I'm actually not a I'm actually not opposed to clubs pulling out from the big stadiums and going and playing at their little spiritual nah, home games. Of course not. No, nah, not, not, you know what, with the way the game is being played out, if you can get any financial advantage over anyone else, mm-hmm. do it. Clubs yeah. have been doing it for so long. Do it. It's funny how it's very cyclical that, you know, it was all, we all got to go to the big stadiums and then everybody sort of shifted off a bit. We got rid mm-hmm. of the under 19s for the under 18s. Yeah. And I think that's caused some issues as well. Yep. Clubs had their under-19s, players, everything was zoned off. I think it was a better system, to be honest. And the zoning? Then, yeah, I think the zoning was a bit better. I think that's, a, that's another chat for another day. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's a definitely another chat for another day because whoever was in your zone, that was brilliant who you could take on. 
yeah. And then the, the, res- they got rid of the reserves. And mm-hmm. before the games, yeah, before the games and yeah. went to the VFL, etc. And then it's yeah. gone completely the other way. Now the clubs are taking on their own VFL teams, their own women's mm-hmm. teams. Uh, yeah. In some cases, the women's team and the men's team, you can't tell the difference because they're just as bad as each other. Oh, and, um, I completely agree. <laughs> and we're one of them. Um, and so, yeah, Carlton's another one as well too. Uh, and I think this is going to be one of those things that yep, they're going to now start playing more games before the main draw. So it's good. Yep, to, um, there's, it's nothing good. Than, there's nothing better than going to a game beforehand, who's playing well, and hopefully they get to, to um, play the week after. The whole, totally agree. the whole fan end engagement is the biggest load of shit. Like really at an NBA court, which is how far by how far, not that big state. It's going to work. You can't do fan engagement on an outdoor stadium. We doesn't, doesn't work. No, so don't try and be something that we're not. No. And also everything is outdoors, which means it's freaking freezing. It's freaking freezing. And the fireworks just look like smoke. <laughs> And it doesn't matter if it was indoor or outdoor, meatloaf would still have stayed as shit. Hey, um, <laughs> what's going on with the uh, tipping results? Ooh, what's going on with the tipping results, Jamie Wallace? Well, I've actually got that wrong. Oh, so at the most, sorry, Pep. So I don't mean to get you get you get you hard. Oh, I mean to get you hard, mate. I'm throbbing when I look at these scores. Well, it's actually me at the top. That's fifty-seven. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Stitched up. In the run sheet, everyone, I've got I've got Pep stamp at the top, but it's actually me. <laughs> He's looked at this and got a massive horn on, and uh, now it's actually me on top. Well, I've just uh, I've I've chubbed up, and that's completely gone now. It's gone. It's gone. Uh, fifty-seven. I'm on. Oh, beautiful. Uh, You're on fifty-four. Yep. Morton, Morton. Love Machine. Morton meets the eye. Fifty-four and uh, Justin fifty-two. Justin last place. He's on oh. fifty-two. So now, I'll, I'll kick I'll kick out. Now who's in the fry pan this week? Ooh, good one, good one, good one. Um good question. Who have we put in the fry pan this week? I'm just trying to think. I'm just going going through my, my, my clowns of the weekend. Who's who could be in there? I don't really know. Uh, All right, this, I've got one. I've, I've yeah, got a question. Yeah, for you. All right, is this like a, a discussion fry pan? This could be discussion fry pan right. when someone like David King has 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 actually gone hard after after Brad Scott now for for a considerable amount of years. Yep. Now the media these days seem to get the coaches fired because they create a sensational story and and, and sell that to the public and the media and, and then the groundswell. What? What sort of what sort of moral compass do you reckon David King has when he goes home and 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 these cost I want a job through his personal attacks for the last three or four years? Oh jeez, yeah, that's a oh jeez. I tell you what, you've we were trying to figure out for the fry pan this week, and we've sort of uh, we we had to open up the mystery box and throw something <laughs> together. <laughs> this could be a this could be a um, this could be a, a challenge winning question. I wouldn't say David King's the only one. I'd say Caro. No. Caro has her agendas. Hutchie's had his agendas. Damian Barrett's had his agendas. I think you go back in the, in the, in the history of time, even probably Mike Sheen's had his agendas at certain points. Yeah. Uh, Sam Newman's had his agendas. Um, yeah. I think is it only 
Is it only when play, when ex players speak out of the club that then the club takes notice? Because Wayne Carey's also has, has has had the same cracks that Brad's got now for ages. I just wonder whether because they, I think it's because they're so passionate about their club mm-hmm. that they just want to see see them succeed because they've had the ultimate success and they know what it means to have that ultimate success. And I think yeah. they're probably wanting to have that sort of uh, same sort of thing happen with. Um, with North or whoever. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just think that they'll do whatever it takes. And if they don't like something that's been done, they'll, they'll just open up double barrel. Look, mm. an example, mm. Lloydy, um, like we spoke about Matthew Lloyd's had a go at Woosher. Yeah. Who did Lloydy play for? Mm, exactly. Okay, same sort of thing. Um, it's happened. I know when, um, when the D's were going through the whole Mark Neal era, Everybody was having a crack at him then. You didn't didn't have to be. You know, Mike Sheen was probably very vocal on that. And who's Mike Sheen's team? Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kane Corns is he? Well, he's just vocal about everybody. But you know, does well, he? Kane Corns is just is just a troll. He's just a troll. Uh, maybe he says things a little bit. I think he says what a lot of people are thinking. But uh, there's not many much positivity that comes out of his mouth. But he's not afraid no. to have a crack at both Adelaide teams. Where was he from? No. Adelaide. Okay. Correct. Um, Tim Gossage. The sausage over in Perth, once again, yep. who does he have a crack at? He'll have a crack mm. at Ross Lyon. He'll have a crack at, crack at some. So I think, there, I think there's some you know, people who are close to clubs will be very, very passionate about their clubs. And yep. they'll give them a pat on the back when they're doing something well. But yep. they're very, very quick to give them a smack when something's not, not going well. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, it's an interesting thing when these players who are either. Uh, have been mates with them once before, uh, have very intimate details of the club, um, personally go after a coach yep. and they get, is, is, is that the reward? Is, is that the reward to get someone sacked? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think look, the way the media is these days, like headlines are, headlines are, are over when somebody clicks somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, they'll make a story out of something. They, they have to. Yeah. They'll make a story out of something just to get the click. Um, mm. Once in a while, there's a story that comes out that no one saw, like the Scotty one for North on the weekend that came completely out of nowhere. And I think yeah. the last time, well, I think the last time I saw, saw or heard something at that caliber would have been when Ross Lyon quit the Saints to go over to Frio. Yeah. He did that yeah, behind, blindside. Behind his, he did that behind his agent's back. Yeah. Yeah. But look, I think there is a gender. I think that there's passion as well. Yeah, um, and I think what happens is, is that when when there's a bit of a pushback, instead of taking their foot off the pedal, they just drive harder towards yeah. the target. And unfortunately, when there is a head-on collision, someone is going to come out worse than the other. And you even yeah. saw that when Chris Scott ran out. Sorry, Brad Scott ran out after I think it might have been half time at the game on the weekend and clipped David King as he was running past. I'll tell you now, mm-hmm. I reckon he would have wanted to do a lot more than after some of the feedback he's been getting over. So I totally yeah. get that. You know, if, if, if we threw the whole media side of things into the fry pan this week, I know they've got a job to do. Yeah. But you're right. I, I, I don't think. I think the way the media is is that they, they go out and say, you know, we're pretty critical of people. I'm pretty critical of my team. You're giving your team a spray. Yeah. Probably more than others because we're passionate about them as well. Uh, yeah. I think but that, we, don't have, we don't have an audience like these people have, though. No, we don't have an audience. <laughs> we'd love to have an audience <laughs> no, no, we've got an audience we've got, we got loyal listeners out there that just keep pumping and listening to us that's so good but, uh, but, yeah. but Peps you and, I, you and I have worked together 
um, for for heaps of years. Yeah. Um, if I personally attacked you to get you fired from your job, that's like as, as just just on a human level, that's not an achievement for me to get you fired. No, you'd, like, be, you'd be wanting to know what, what's the what's 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 the reason behind it. Like just because you don't, just, you don't just, like me. Yeah. Tell me that. Like, let's have a chat face to face. And what, what is it about me you don't like? Because you're writing it left, right, and center. This is what I'm trying to do. Can I get some clarity over it? It's almost I don't know if you need to know they sit down anymore and have chats. I, 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 that's a, that's a really good point. I don't think they do. I think people are just happy to write a story. No. Um, as you said, to get the click. To get the click. Mm. Yeah, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. So, yeah, now that was actually a nice little um, mystery box you threw together there. And I think we've served up a, um, a restaurant quality dish straight out of the fry pan. So really, really good. Hey, um, just before we finish up, just um, yeah, sure. on, on a bit of a sad note, just a, um, a special mention to Brad Green, whose wife passed away today. Um, she had uh, a cardiac arrest apparently last week and unfortunately mm. died. So I think it was a bit of a shocking one. And I know the AFL community are getting around him and obviously being a Melbourne guy, he was, he was a gun for us, but also knowing, you know, we're both parents and mm. I, I'd, it'd be devastating losing our wives, but more importantly, losing the, the mother of our kids. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just a little, just a small little acknowledgement that, you know, you know, we don't know the guy personally, but just an acknowledgement that, you know what, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough time and there's, there's people thinking of you. So just a, a small one out there before we finish finishing yep. up. Alrighty. So, um, right here, let's, let's take this big, bad, big, bad baby home. Um, last <laughs> but, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. All right. Um, so once again, Hey, um, if you like us, leave a comment on iTunes, um, uh, Google podcast, Spotify, share the podcast with as many people as you possibly can. Um, really excited that, um, in, over the next couple of weeks, just to let you know, this is actually going to happen. Uh, Jamie and I are going to have a live stream of lace out on our Facebook page where you'll be able to ask us questions live. So we'll let you know what date that will be. We'll put an announcement on the webpage, but finally been able to get everything worked out. And I'm really excited to, you'll be able to see the gorgeousness behind my face and the ugliness of Jamie's uh, live and in the flesh on the Facebook page and get involved as well. So we'll answer all your questions, anything that you need to know, we'll let you know. Um, yeah, but share it, give us a like, um, tell your friends, tell your mums, tell your aunties. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So it's going to be huge. We'll let you know what date exactly that's going to go live. We might do it uh, the next time Melbourne and Port Adelaide both win on a weekend. Never. Shit, that's not going to happen this year. All right. Um, rightio. So anything else that you need to add before we quickly wrap this one up? No, thanks, Peps. And, um, yeah, let's, awesome. let's bring it on. Fantastic. So I have to ask you once again, mate, on the way out, how do you love – how do you actually – how does Hux, your amazing little fella, like his footy? He likes it. I'm pretty sure lace out. He, he wouldn't get much lace out from Port Adelaide at the moment, would he? No. Get stuffed, Peps. I will. You get stuffed too. Stuffed. Listeners, I love you. Jamie, get a dog up you. Have a great week. <laughs> Go Ds. All the best. Bye, mate. everyone. Bye.